had a vision. Great tribulation as the world has never known. The sun shall be darkened. The moon shed her light. Men will seek death, but be unable to find it. In the awesome battle of Armageddon. The end is here. You came to me in a dream last night. You were standing in a brilliant light. One minute here, but the next you were gone. I thought you could stay. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, how was the wedding? Yeah, really good. I uh, really enjoyed it. 
Uh, it wasn't too big a wedding. Um, it wasn't too small a wedding either. It was really nice having all your friends there. And I, I must admit, when I actually was at the aisle, I was very, very nervous. Um, I've never been that nervous in my life, but my leg was doing a little dance. Um, and I had a bit of a tear in my eye. Great evening, Spider-Man turned up, as you all saw, Spider-Man there, that's the word. And if you just want to let people know what music that you came out to when you, uh, you made your entrance. Now usually at weddings people, as everyone's aware, it's usually the bride that gets the limelight. But no, CJ, as I said, with the size of his ego, he had to have his own little limelight. So when CJ made his entrance in the, uh, the venue, well, the music that I came out to was, um, and just for the sake of you guys, I'll just pretend that this I'm the guy calling the wedding, calling my name out. Ladies and gentlemen, please introduce to the wedding, the groom! Glorious! And then it goes... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I came out as glorious, and then Michael here, who the driest man, he actually introduced my bride to be Mary playing the electric guitar. Um, so yeah, Michael's there. Dave came in the evening, and we got absolutely trashed. <laughs> I was so drunk, I ended up drinking out of a harambe cup, <laughs> coffee, uh, trying not to be so smashed. So yeah, all in all, I'm glad. I'm a married man. I've been married nearly a month now, and no different from being a boyfriend <laughs> and girlfriend or engaged. But yeah, I'm happy. Mike, since we last recorded, what's, uh, what's been going off in the wonderful world of the dooms? Well, like CJ yourself playing guitar at his wedding, the first gig I have ever had in seven years. Yeah. Quite nervous for me. Yeah, he did a really good job though, to be fair. Recently been researching these uh, recent leaks. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Mike's a pervert. <laughs> Mike's, the, Mike's the kind of guy that would happily Skype Sonny for 20 quid and watch Sonny um, destroy the new generation of youth and memories that we have. Let's say Michael's elbow really hurts right now. <laughs> so does mine, probably Dave's as well. <laughs> Moving on to the scandal, the sex tape leak scandal, how do you guys feel about the, the, the scandal? On one side, I really feel for her because who wants to see any private photos sent in the public that yeah. you send to a partner? But on the other side, which really annoys me because everyone is, yeah, I'm team page, I'm team page. Right? She's just got engaged to Alberto Del Rio, or El Patron, or whatever he is now. She's just got engaged to him. Just! Within like two months. But she's got videos on her phone of her getting fucking poked in there and everywhere with Brad Maddox and Xavier Woods. Why not? It's like trophies or something. She got them on her phone like a trophy. <laughs> No, but it's not just that one video. Do you know what I mean? They've released a video of her in the locker room, which what people are saying is Brad Maddox. There's that one, do you know what I mean? And people are saying that's Brad Maddox, so... Why keep him on your phone? Bless Alberto, bless him. He's thought he's got a rape winner here, because Alberto's, what, nearly 40? And if he yes, I've got a young 20-year-old English girl, she's very cute. And, oh, no, she's just a slut. Yeah, I mean, from my point of view, from the, the, the leaked sex scandal, um, I, 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 I feel you there. I feel for Paige. I do. She is a young lady, and it is private. But it doesn't stop guys who you know want to get off on something. You couldn't have a wank to it. You're not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I'll tell you a, a little story, tiny, tiny story. I was, I was in the same situation about seven or eight years ago. Um, me and an ex-girlfriend, ex, 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 ex-girlfriend, uh, made a sex video. 
And uh, my manager asked okay, me. Okay, now I go. My manager. <laughs> don't worry, there was no other guys. Hey, just put your kids to bed. <laughs> my uh, my manager when I was it's working. It's been a video. Is was, it gonna get leaked? <laughs> I was in the restaurant and the manager said, "Oh, can I just borrow your phone? Cause he wanted to make a quick phone call." And he accidentally clicked on my sex video. The manager saw me and the missus having sex. <laughs> so that was quite quite embarrassing. But I can feel for Paige there. I know how it feels. Moving on. Well, we're WrestleMania. That is round the corner. The next time we'll record will probably be after WrestleMania. So shall we be like any generic wrestling podcast that is in the world and give some predictions? Could do, yeah. Shall we do some predictions? Yeah, that's so right. let's, let's do. So um, WrestleMania then it's matches that we know so far. Right, let's just move through a few. So let's go with the we'll go on the road run to start with. So no what do we know so far? We've got Jericho and Owens for the US belt. Jericho and Owens. Who's walking out? Jericho's going up tall. Jericho's going up tall. He knows he's going to win that. Right. Let's not be like I said. Let's not be like a, um, a generic wrestling podcast where they go, "Oh, let's be careful and oh well, Owens is looking strong." No, let's be, let's be, sorry, you know, fucking cynical. Like Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Yeah. yeah. Women's title. Go. Charlotte. Charlotte. Naya. Naya. Uh, Roman. Yeah. 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 It's going to be, take what, what advantage is this two-year push of Robin Lane. Everyone's going, yeah, but it's taken, it's taken, like you've seen people on Facebook and that, on Twitter. It's taken, yeah, but it's taken, it's taken. No, Robin Lane's is going to win. I'm sorry, guys, mate. I know it's going to disappoint so many people, but what is the fucking point of this push with Robin Lane? He fucking whooped Triple H's arse at Mayhem last year. I'll take him on the win. Right. Take us there for his entrance, because he's taken. We'll take a retire. No! No, he'll retire when he's got breaks and time to fix Alexa Bliss, I think she walks in as champion, walks out as champion. Yeah. Or Mickey James. For the nostalgia kick of her at WrestleMania, because I think it'll get a pop. No. Or a other returning, because there's all these names reported that return. That's what I think. He's on about Kelly Kelly's coming back for this. We're on about uh, Lisa, Eva Marie. Eva Marie. Do you know what I mean? So Eva Marie's uh, going to take it. Beth Phoenix. Is Beth Phoenix coming back? No. But why not? She's at All of Fame. She's in All of Fame. Well, she's just had a couple of kids with her. She might be alright. She might be a match. Fucking sunny! <laughs> oh my god. Just having a sex. Yeah. Get out shagging somebody Bird on the Fair. We could get Bird for Fair back. Let's think or we could get back. Trish Stratus. Right. Tore. Yeah. DX is Tore. Oh, yeah. X Pack's Tore. Waiter. Uh, May Young. Ma- she's passed away. Oh yeah, shit. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Uh, Ivory. Ivory. Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Terry. Terry. Molly Oli. Molly Oli. Jazz. I was going to say China then, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You're ruining this. All the best ones are gone, like. Yeah. 
sensational cherry på shake from an hour yeah. Or best things I've got. Rest in peace. Yeah, Medusa or a bunch of plays. There's many options for it, but I think we're going to get Alexa Bliss walking out the champion. I do. Uh, tag team chat titles. I reckon we're going to get rematch of American Alpha and Usos. Uh, Usos. You think Urban Usos? Yeah. <laughs> Gangster Usos. <laughs> Gangster, Gangster Usos. Usos. Yeah. Blah yeah. blah blah. They'll win. Um, AJ Styles. Uh, AJ oh. Chain. AJ. 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 They're going to jump off shit. They're gonna jump off shit, I guarantee it's gotta be idiots. I, w- I really wanna know what stunt Chainman's got planned. Because he can't can't be Hell in the Cell, I think yeah. that's the thing. But He's gonna jump off top of the stage. Yeah, but does Hell in the Cell be what he did against Blackman? No. No. Do you know what I mean? That's off the time, Tron. So I don't think they can't be that, can you? Unless you, unless you jump off the fucking roof, but they're not gonna have him as high jumping off the fucking roof. I'll tell you one match that we missed that, sh- that they should have done uh, on this scale. Uh, sh- well, I think they may have fought before, but. Shane McMahon and Mick Foley. Yeah, years ago when Foley could go. Yeah. Maybe yeah. 99. Yeah. I think the problem were, their paths didn't cross because Shane McMahon when he first come in with the corporation and stuff, but then you had this transition of Mick Foley where you had the uh, I Quit match at Royal Rumble and then the following WrestleMania, Mick Foley, for some unknown reason, he was used as that referee yeah. in the main event. He had his match with Big Show at start, but obviously Shane McMahon, he was involved with his QBX pack over the Euro title. Yeah. So I, thought, I just don't think, even though Mick Foley... When he was mankind, he was very anti-corporation. They could have done it, it in the It never crossed, did it? Because once X-Pac had defended his Euro title a couple of times, he retired it, and then you didn't really see Shane McMahon wrestle again until fucking six years later. Yeah, I suppose. It would have been good to see him together there. It would just been a massive spot fest. They could yeah. have done, the, done yeah. a big spot in 2000, though. Yeah. What about uh, the IC belt? Corbin and Ambrose. I think Corbin. 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 He's got to, hasn't he? Ambrose is terrible. I hate Ambrose. I really do. He's, what does it add? He's, for me personally, he's not really good on Mike. Right? And you look at what, what uh, John Moxley, right? as a youngster, as an up and coming wrestler, what was, I didn't watch him, but what was he known for? His hardcore matches. He weren't known for a 20 minute Angle Benoit style match, were right? no. And that's what wrestling is these days. It's all about we're in the, the new era of wrestlers. Well, when, Last year's WrestleMania, when he went against Lesnar, there was so much build for it, and we thought that, oh God, we're going to get a really good hardcore Well, if you believe Austin's podcast, that were Lesnar being a dick. Do you know what I mean? If you believe Ambrose on that podcast, that were down to Lesnar just being a dickhead. Yeah. Also, we've got the Battle Royal. Who kicks the Royal? Oh, the Andre the Giant fucking Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, Braun. Braun! 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 Gotta be. Who else? Who else? Fucking Tyus O'Neill. <laughs> Medium of the roadshow. The only reason I'm going to say I don't know, for this one I generally don't know, is pure the fact that every time we've had an Andre Giant Battle Royal, we generally didn't know who's going to win it. We always thought it was going to be the most obvious guy. I forgot the first time, to be fair, first time was Cesaro. Second time time you kind of expect, well, you always expect Big Show to an extent, and then you've had Baron Corbin win last year. No one expected Corbin because no one expected Corbin to appear. Oh, they get called up, yeah, so. But wasn't fucking Hido Itami in the one last year? No, it was 31. Was it 31 not having an NXT guy come up? I think somebody will eliminate Braun Strowman. Which will start a storyline for the next six months. Because he's going to need something to do. Yeah. Roman's going for the title. 
You know I mean? Seth's going to be back. The title picture after Mania, you imagine, will be Roman, Seth, Owens, Samoa Joe, and the champion. But yeah, depending on the, what the champion is coming out of. Samoa Joe's not in, in the match, is he? He'll, 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 he'll be in the back. He'll be. No, I hope he fucking oh. in. No, you can't. If you're going to use Samoa Joe, you either have him in a twenty-minute match or you don't use him. You don't have his first ever WWE. WrestleMania appearance being a bit part in a fucking battle royal. Yeah, but if he wins it. Wait, job. Who cares? He's thrown out ten jobbers. You know that cut puts him over as the destroyer. Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt. Orton. Yeah. Wyatt. Wyatt. Yeah. I'd love it to be Wyatt. Wyatt. Yeah. I think they're just gonna. I think they're gonna. They've got to pull trigger and let's have a six-month Wyatt run. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna build him as the new phenom, the new demon, the new Undertaker gimmick, you've got to give him six months with a good run as champion and kicking fuck out of everyone coming his way. And what a perfect way to start is the 13 time champion with Randy Orton. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Perfect way to start. Because Randy Orton still is a big deal. I don't think he's as big as people like John Cena is, and he should be because he is a big deal. The thing is, Bray Wyatt got shit on for like two years straight. Just because he got the John Cena fucking treatment. Yeah. Like many have. That's derailed Bray Wyatt, but luckily he's been able to care. Kind of tweak the character, and it's still the same Bray Wyatt who only debuted. He's just added and taken away various members along the like when Daniel Bryan fucking ran with the Wyatt family. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's had his ups and downs, but he needs to be to be seen as a dominant and the next Undertaker, the next Phenom, the next fucking. He's the only gimmick left. Yeah. Actual gimmick. These days, it's what's your name, John Cena. What's my wrestling name, John Cena. Where's the originality in that? Do you know what I mean? There's, there's no there's no gimmicks anymore. Them days are gone. Like the Undertaker and Bray Wyatt are probably the only two wrestlers that wrestle under like a. And I'd, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? There's not many. Now it's what's it, it, what's your name? John Smith, right? We'll change it to Adrian Neville. Adrian fucking Neville. Adrian Neville. His name was named after Gary Neville, a Manchester United footballer. Well, he's not anymore. A fucking horrible little man gobshire. His name and someone from inside the room come out and said, "Yeah, that's where we got the name Neville from after Gary Neville." Because do you know the whole Wayne Rooney, Seriously? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the Wayne Rooney, Wayne Barrett controversy and all that years ago, yeah. When they were over in the UK, Wayne Rooney, uh, Phil Jones, uh, Gary Neville, Ryan Giggs, a few others spent some time with WWE, and they got the name from Neville. That's where the Neville of Adrian Neville comes from. Oh my God, I feel so sorry for him. It comes from Gary fucking Neville. And then it, and then you've got Goldberg Lesnar, which we all know Lesnar's going to win. Goldberg! He's retiring it night after. I'm telling you! You think Goldberg will I'm telling you, that, and that sets up a tournament then. That doesn't then allow, because we've now we're, we're going, when did Goldberg win the title? Three weeks ago? Where's it taken? Oh, have we seen a world title? Have we seen, no, we're not going to see a world title match, but have we seen the WWE Universal Champion have a match since he won the title? No. And the next time we'll see him have a match will be Mania. Now, if Lesnar wins, the next time we'll see him, uh, a champion have a match will possibly be SummerSlam. Yeah. But isn't that time to build people such as... No, Robbie because Reigns? you want to see your fucking champion. It's probably having this like Monday Night Raw 2002. No, no, I'll rephrase. As a fan, that you want to see your champion, but it's what Vince McMahon wants. Oh, of course. Of course. You like what he wants you to like. But it's like, it's like we're in 2002 and looking at Monday Night Raw. And they have one belt to fight over, and the roster's got 100 guys on it. It makes right. sense from yeah. what you're saying, but I think we'd be yeah. highly disappointed. So we're going, with, we're going with Lesnar. Lesnar. Goldberg. Right. And speaking about Lesnar, 
Shall we move on to a bit of Armageddon? Fresh off uh, a great Survivor Series 2002. Absolutely awesome Survivor Series. And WWE looking to end the year on a high. Brock Lesnar, as we saw in Survivor Series, he's lost the title to um, Big Show, who's going to defend it in his first pay-per-view defense against Kurt Angle. And on the Raw brand, it's Shawn Michaels against Triple H in a free stage of hell match for the World Heavyweight title. You've doubted my ability. You've questioned my faith. You've tried to end my career for the last time. And at Armageddon, I am going to finish what I started. A street fight! A steel cage! And if it goes to a third Armageddon, live in three days on pay-per-view. So it is the 15th of December 2002, it is Armageddon, the last pay-per-view of 2002. Um, now CJ, Survivor Series was our last pay-per-view that we saw. Um, do you think that that made more or less pay-per-view buys than Armageddon? Obviously Survivor Series made more, it's Survivor Series, one of the big four mate. Mike? Same with CJ's, one of these pay-per-views at year. Well, Armageddon, it did 335,000 buys. Oh my god, right. 335,000. Now, compare that to the previous year. So, Armageddon 2001, so you've come off the back of the invasion angle. Uh, that did 465,000 buys. So, they are down by 130,000 buys my in god. a year. So, that's yeah, 135,000 people that. spending. What is it, $30 ago, $40 ago in America, something like that? Jesus. Times 100,000. Damn. Well, Survivor Series did 5,000 more people. 5,000 more people bought Survivor Series than Armageddon. Now, does that, does that tell you that we're at quite a stagnant time where there is a bulk of people and only that bulk of people and either it'll give or take 5,000 either way. Like, I'd be very interested to see when we get to obviously Royal Rumble and see what the buy rates are at Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, imagine like, they're gonna think, yeah, Royal Rumble would be huge. 500,000, 600,000? 600, 700,000, I'd yeah, expect. Six. Well, we'll see when we get there. Yeah. But we're not there yet. We are live from Fort Lauderdale in Florida. Now, we had a dark match before the pay-per-view took place between Jeff Hardy and D'Lo Brown. That's your dark match. Jeff Hardy is lost. You Jeff said this in the last won. podcast and the one previous to that. Yes. What are they doing with him? Tag team matches. Well, he's lost his partner, hasn't he? Yeah. Bubba Ray Dudley's got Devon's back. So he's lost his partner on one out thing. Who else did he used to team with? He's always teaming all sorts, hasn't he? <laughs> RVD. And RVD's not even on fucking pay-per-view. RVD's live from the world. The last <laughs> podcast we did, I said that there was nothing left for RVD to do. The Triple H Burial Express. There you go. him out of the oh, way. Oh, <laughs> Jeff Hardy won the dark match with a diving crossbody. What? Not even a swanton bomb. Not even a swanton bomb. Not even a swanton bomb. Not even a Not even a swanton bomb. Not even a jumping leg drop from a ladder. Not even a whisper in the wind. Oh my god. A diving crossbody. A Randy Orton special. <laughs> Shocking. We get to the pay-per-view. Your hosts are Jim Ross, Jerry Lola, as always for Raw, and Michael Cole and Taz for SmackDown. An opening match of the night. Is for the world tag team titles from the Raw brand. It is a four-way elimination match. Jericho and Christian, your current champions, against the reuniting Dudley boys of Devon and Bubba, Booker T and Goldust against William Regal and Lance Storm. 
opening thoughts coming into this. This is your tag team belts. You've seen on Raw, it is pure focused on the Dudleys reuniting coming into this. Um, now, for me personally, I would have rather seen the Dudley boys against Jericho and Christian. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Is that... Is that because we've not got enough time on the pay-per-view to have two sets of tag team matches? Yep. Because could Probably we not just yeah. have William Regal and Lance Storm who are still burning that un-American candle? <laughs> They're still cleaning on. <laughs> Tester's gone up to big and better things with his testicles, would you say? Uh, I would have kept them in <laughs> the Americans, to be fair. But they still burn that candle. But then, obviously, you've got uh, Booker T and Goldust, who we've seen over the last... Well, since we started doing this, they kind of they're together and then they're not. And then they're together again. It's like... Again, uh, like we've got Heyman doing the creative over on SmackDown, killing it. Whoever's doing Raw, it's like, they forget. Is it a goldfish or something? One fan tank. And oh, I forgot they were a tag team, put them back together again. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's weird how it, how it works with those two. Um, but they're one of those tag teams that you love and you want them to do well. Yeah. Back in 2002 especially, I, I loved Goldust and Booker T as a tag team. They were, they were great in the ring together and they were such a great... They were very comical. Yeah. Especially when... It made you laugh. <laughs> Steve Irwin. When he did his Steve Irwin, that was hilarious. Yeah, they were they're brilliant. They, and I think further, further down the line as well, where they... Uh, we'll see it in like episode 100 or something, where uh, Goldust has got his stuttering so he gets electrocuted. And they, they're not a tag team anymore, but they always have their interactions backstage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be a good night for the Dudley boys. That was my prediction for this match. Back in the day. Let's have some predictions. Coming into the match, who do you think we're going to win? Dudley boys. I would have said Dudley's. Like I said, we're always focusing on them reunited. Yeah. Well, I said the Dudley's, they were reunited at Survivor Series after uh, Reverend Devon and Hardcore Bubba didn't work out on the separate brands when they split. And they had to do one thing, which was the thing that all the fans have been crying for ages, was to put them back together. And now they've got this awesome brand new theme. Yeah. We're coming now. There's part of 5,000 the Dudley's theme Drop the Bombs, I think the song's called uh, The singer of part of 5,000, interesting fact for you guys Is the brother of Rob Zombie Really? I didn't know that Really? I thought, so it's not Rob Zombie, it's his brother Yeah I don't know, I would I'd never know, I'd never know so someone said to me, did you know that Rob Zombie's brother were a singer and all? No. No. Because you, you think name would be known because it's surname. Is it Zombie their actual surname? No. Alright oh, then. The, uh, uh, well, the well, 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 yeah. there goes, get up, get up, drop the bombs. Get up, we're going to have to put this in. We'll definitely put it in. Who's that one? And if you ever went to a live event when the Dudley's going to come out, Believe me, you, you would shit yourself. <laughs> did they do a pyro? Yeah, 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 I went when Kane was there and I absolutely shit myself. You need, honestly, it's just a massive bang. And I felt a bit of poo come out the back of my ass. <laughs> scary, scary shit. So, um, the match itself, um, Bubba Ray and Lance Storm start. It's seemed up! It's seemed up! Uh, and the crowd is really hot for the Dudleys. Um, they open a kind of whoop-ass on Storm and Regal. Um, Bubba avalanches Storm into the turnbuckle and then turns to him, points and shouts. Continues here in this world tag team. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? Racist, racist. It's racist. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Is it, no, it's not, is it not racist? It's xenophobic, isn't it? Is that not a country? Or is it anti country? Prejudice against Canadians? He's been a bastard. If he shouted, 
die, you flappy-headed Canadian scum. That would be racist. Flappy-headed? Some South Park, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Bubba and Gold Dust, uh, they team up for stereo flip-flop and flies, which was quite cool. Uh, they did the whole uh, Dusty Rhodes uh, the, the elbows and the banner combos and stuff, and that was pretty cool. Um, it was a what's-up job for Christian, and that triggers a huge brawl. A 3D on Christian, and then we're left with Devon and Christian, and there's no idea who's legal. But then Regal tags himself in, and after some former strange sequence where he goes to pin Bubba, but Bubba's weight propels Bubba over him, so the ref has to go, nope, that away, and rolls him back over. Uh, Regal gets the win on one, two, uh, pin on one, two, three. Bye-bye, Dudley's. First one eliminated. The fuck? That is, yeah, that was a shock for me. That's a middle finger, isn't it, surely? Yeah. That's a middle finger. You're not getting what you want. We'll put you back together, but that's best you're going to get. No, that's a middle finger to us, to the fans. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll put them back together, but tough. Yeah. You're not getting we'll give some new music. But hardcore Bubba Dudley still looks like hardcore Bubba Dudley, and just because Reverend Devon's now back in his fucking <laughs> camouflage, <laughs> right? Man, they're still shit. What happened to the Dudleys in 99 when they were smashing me through tables? I don't know what happened to Bubba Ray Dudley's stutter. That disappeared quickly, didn't it? Same guy that saw Gareth Gates' stutter out. Jordan! He must have had fucking sex with Jordan when she was pregnant! <laughs> oh my god. For guys who don't know who Jordan is, she's a, Google she's, a, she's a page free Just pussy. Google Jordan boobs and that, that's all you'll need to know. So you say that Bubba put Jordan through the table while she was pregnant with Harvey? Yeah. You know he popped out. Okay, yeah. no, let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. Um, so we are obviously the Dudley's then eliminated. Um, so Goldust then, he power slams Regal, eliminates the Un-Americans. Uh, so Bubba. He got eliminated in 5 minutes and 16 seconds and then Goldust power slams Regal not long after and eliminates the Un-Americans in 5 minutes 32 and my heart broke a little bit more. The Un-Americans, there's not one left now. They'll soon be, um, be off our screens. Um, now I should note that there was some uncertainty whether Goldust was going to turn on Booker because he kept going on about up to this pay-per-view how he was the weak link in the team. Yeah. Um, every single week it was like no. which. Knowing what we know now, looking at the, the, the finish, it's it's typical WWE booking, isn't it? Where let's feel so sorry for them, where they've got no chance, but deep down inside, you know that if anyone's going to win, it's the one that everyone's got the attention on because we're feeling sorry for them. I'd agree. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Canadians, they isolate Goldust for a bit. Christian puts him in an abdominal stretch and calls him a son of a bitch. So we're not even... 20 minutes into the pay-per-view and we've said die Canadian scum and you're a son of a bitch the attitude here lives on <laughs> it is ruthless aggression that's what it is that's what we want that's why I, that's what I fucking miss I miss that sort of shit it's like, it is a bit of aggression when somebody son of a bitch is stupid idiot yeah or when somebody says now in nowadays when they go they say the word bitch everybody in the crowd goes like you just hear a massive gas because it's something that, that was back in and this up to like 2009. It was probably from 96. Do you know what I mean? So you've got 13 years of people saying ass. And like, I don't know if you caught, I think it was on Raw, there was an asshole chant. And I haven't heard one of them for years. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, they're not used to saying bitch was just a common fucking JR all the time. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. No. Like, all the time. It was a common. It was commonplace. Yeah, I just find it annoying that we don't. When Nikki said it the other week, Nikki Bella, when she went, I'm going to get you a release, 
you bitch. And it's like, I go, hey, she was a bitch. But it did make me pop a little bit. Wait, all this bit of language you've not heard for a while. I think they keep dipping their toe at the minute. They keep dipping their toe into, we're like with Andy Orton practically burning down remains there. I don't know, where did they get fucking, mate? Sorry to segue a little bit, guys, but where did they get ashes from? Joe and Bear White went, with ashes, right? I thought he burnt house down. So, it's not really that ashes, did he just, did Bear White just go to house next morning, made a shovel, and just get her fucking into a bag. And then there's, because Sister Abigail went underneath house with all worms and shit, he's fucking petaled out, so when the whole house is burnt down she wasn't there though was she no she was in fucking no. she was he's been eaten no. by worms there was a video don't believe anyone there Eric Rowan's full of shit Eric Rowan had that he's video he's full of shit we've not seen him since have we he's he, full he's of fucking got... shit he's full of, he's going to come into a face turn again Eric Rowan's going to come back can't be sister have you and you create the Katie Mick storyline <laughs> you're fucking wrong you oh god anyway Booker T he gets the hot tag and misses the scissor tape Booker T, he gets a hot tag but misses the scissor kick and winds up in the walls of Jericho. Uh, Goldust makes the save and crotches Christian on the top. Booker then tosses Jericho into Christian's crotch and gets a two. He blocks a suplex and hits Jericho with a missile drop kick for a hot near fall. An awkward flapjack sets up the spinner Rooney. Scissor kick, but the ref is distracted by Goldust and Christian so he doesn't turn around immediately. One, two, ooh. Jericho nails Booker with a title belt and it's a line soul. One, two, ooh, Jericho can't believe it. I love when they use title belt and it don't work. Yeah. Because other times, yeah, but other times where they'll use title belt and they'll clock someone clean in their head, right, and they'll kick out. But then there'll be other moments where they'll take the slightest glance off a title and they're knocked out for a fortnight. Well, that's it. When they kick out the, the belt, when somebody hits them with the belt, they kick out. Now that's like shit. Yeah, that's the shock factor. Yeah. Because you don't think they're going to kick out of it, which yeah. is which is awesome. Um, I think the last time I was, I can remember very vaguely. It's a lot further down our timeline. Eddie Guerrero, Brock Lesnar, May event when it was meant to make it look like when Lesnar went through the F five, Guerrero turns into a DDT and yes, him the belt. belt. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. leg catches. Yeah, yeah. And he like kicks it away by accident, but. Yeah, oh, I don't even know why that, but just it came into my head then. Ready, Guerrero, Lesnar. Can't wait till we get to that era. Can't yeah, wait definitely. And then the finish, so Jericho, he can't believe it that Booker T's kicked out. He picks up the belt and he charges, but Booker T catches him and hits him with the rock bottom. I mean, the bookend. <laughs> <laughs> with the bookend. In 16 minutes and 43, seeing Booker T and Goldust become your brand new tag team champions. I thought he had the victory there, but Booker T refusing to die here. The referee refusing to count to three. What's wrong with him? Can he count to three? Oh, yeah. The bookend. Jericho walked in the bookend. Look at the way. Oh, no. And then why Booker T and Goldust have done it. Booker T and Goldust have done it, King. Back in attitude, yeah. 
I'm sure he's held it since. He's only ever been an Intercontinental Champion or Tag Ah, he's been an Intercontinental Champion. He had a feud back in through WrestleMania 15. Uh, 99 where there was Ian Balvinas, Ken Shamrock, Billy Gunn, all fighting all that IC belt and he had a run there. When he won him with Blue Mina and Ken Shamrock's sister. Yeah. She were fitter, yeah, Ryan Shamrock. Oh, she were fitter. Do you know she were fucking banging Ken Shamrock at the time? What is this? <laughs> in real life. Yeah. She's like, where is your sister? You were banging her at the time. Alright. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. He went as your sister. That famous moment is it sent Valentine's Day Massacre where he goes, slap me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember this. Oh, it's brilliant. It was uh, a match where was, uh, I think it was either Backlash or St. Game Massacre in 99. And you had Balvinus against Shamrock for IC Bell. Uh, and Ken, Ryan Shamrock at the time was with Balvinus because, like, all divas from their actual day, like, they all make a porno with Val. <laughs> Look, he's funny. We're with Balvinus back in the day. Best gimmick. And he was a uh, Billy Gunn was referee. And he got to a moment where. Valentine's Massacre. Uh, was it Valentine's Massacre, was it? So. Uh, Shamrock went to the outside and they got in Ryan Shamrock's face and she was supposed to hit him but she forgot her cue so and it's clear as day because camera's fucking there and you see Shamrock go slap me it's fucking genius it's absolutely genius so overall that match uh, as a fatal four way tag team title match to kick off the pay per view good start overall yeah. yeah they've done that twice now and two pay-per-views open up with the, the multiple tag teams and yeah. I, does that not, I do enjoy them but does that not say something for the tag team division that it goes on to what I keep saying about you've just got random singles guys thrown in there and with hardcore brother and Reverend Devon obviously come back yeah I, I, I agree with that's you that's your actual they team. made, they made the team. best out of a situation a bad situation they've made the best I out agree of I agree but is that not again because there's no other belts back for them wrong yeah. There's no yeah, icing though. So, so you've got to smash everyone in the fucking tag team division. Well, they all they all get a paycheck. They all get a payday. They all get a payday. Uh, Jonathan Coachman is interviewing the new champions, and Booker makes sure to let Goldust know that he's no weak link. Ah, oh, bless him. Bless him. It's all well and good again. But what a victory for the new champ, Booker Goldust. Book Goldust. A lot of people thought that you guys didn't have what it takes to bring home the gold, but after what we just saw, look at that man. A lot of people, like you, didn't give it a chance. But everybody right here, everybody in this arena, they believe in Goldie and Booker T. And Goldie, check it out. You ain't the weak link. Check it out right now. You're one half of the world tag team champions. Josh Matthews interviews uh, Brock Lesnar to ask him if he's going to be in Kurt Angle's corner. Now, as we've seen, this build up for it was the last couple of weeks of SmackDown. Um, he's a, they've approached each other backstage and he said, Look, I'll help you out, sort of thing, unless if you help me out and defeat Big Show. So we're starting to see more of a, um, I'd say, a tweener, Brock Lesnar, at this point, because he's not a face because he's Brock Lesnar, but he's not being Brock Lesnar knobhead. He's been, you see, he's been a bit more vocal. Yeah, and when he has when he's in the interview with um josh matthews he doesn't pummel josh matthews can you remember when he came back and he pummeled josh matthews yeah 
That was legit. I like, missed that. Like, you used to have Kane, used to beat up Michael Cole, Triple H used to beat up Michael Cole. I don't like when he raped, I think, Michael Cole. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was. So, do you know what I mean? So, it was, uh, I missed. Now it's just getting kicked fuck out of backstage. Yeah. Uh, but, no, it, it just, like, I agree with your point there. Like, it does make it, he is a bit of a tweener. Because um, he didn't answer. When he was interviewing him, he didn't answer whether he was going to be in Angle's Corner or not. But it was like the, the, the crowd noise as well. You, he's getting his. Well, this is why they turned him. People don't like it. Uh, I remember back in the day, people didn't like it. They think that he should have stuck with Heyman a bit longer. But he was getting crowd reaction. Heyman doesn't work as a face or representing a face. Heyman has to represent a heel. Yeah. So I think that's why they, they went with it and pulled the trigger at Survivor Series. Um, but yes, yeah, uh, interview, promo, Brock Lesnar. So he says he's going to make an impact tonight, but he won't, uh, he won't admit if he's going to be in Angle's Corner. CJ, what's the message? Brock, I just had a question for you. I was wondering, now that you're suspension, who are you? Oh, I'm Josh Matthews, SmackDown's new backstage reporter. I was just wondering, now that your suspension has been lifted, do you plan on being at Kurt Angle's corner tonight for his match for the WWE title against the Big Show? Well, Josh, all I got to say is that tonight, I want to make an impact. Uh, the message is, maybe I will, maybe I won't. So we move on to our next match. It is Edge versus the man that the cars keep pushing, A-Train. Now, surely this is his final push. This is because we've had, um, obviously, Prince Albert way back when, where he was Droz's personal um, pianist, I believe. I thought I thought he was like... Um, is his pianist? Is it says pianist? Is that the word Pianist. Is his personal pianist? I, I, I thought it was a gimp. No, he was Dro that, that was the gimmick. It was Dross's personal pacist. And then, then we've seen the, the hip-hop hip-hop. We saw that when he, when he ran with Scott, Scott Toy back in like 01. Um, and now we're seeing A-Train. We had Albert with Tess and Albert. We had Albert with Tess and Albert when they were TNA. <gasps> Impact Wrestling. <laughs> Not to get confused, <laughs> when they were Impact Wrestling. Um, and then obviously we're getting A-Train now. And now let's jump in a time machine and fast forward a few years. We get fucking Tenzai. Hiya, hiya, and Samurai fucking warrior. I don't think I don't think Tenzai was a bad idea. Fuck off. No, no. Yeah. When they were giant banana back in Japan, that weren't a bad idea. This big fucking beast of a, a bear destroying people. But let's stick. Let's make. He's, he's wrestled in Japan for five years. What shall we do? Make him Japanese. Yeah, but he was sort of over. In my eyes, when he came back as Tensai, he had a really strong. It was over run. because he the fans were going, Albert, he Albert. A, he had a strong run for at least a good month, and he was believable as a heel, but legit. Bad the PC, didn't he? And then they just he got he got like screwed over, and then they paired him with because he got the Cena treatment, which is annoying. He got the Cena treatment because he could have been legit. But you don't bring him in at Cena level. If you want to build the talent, you don't bring him in at Cena level because he's going to get destroyed like that because we're in. We were in that, what was it, 2010, 11-ish, when they got 10 12, yeah. That was in peak of Cena, no, it's five years ago, but it was, that was in the peak of Cena destroyed everybody. You know what I mean? He just won fucking Nexus to 18 months ago. Single-handedly destroyed a team of 12. I still think he, that he was, he was wasted. He could have been so much more. But anyway, moving on to the match itself. Um, obviously, it came about, as we've seen over the last couple of weeks, um, A-Train, he took out Edge's partner, Rey Mysterio, two weeks ago. And he beat up Edge, costing him a shot at the world title. Um, according to Michael Cole, Edge tore his MCL during the attack. Now, I'm sure if he tore his MCL, 
it wouldn't be okay to wrestle yeah. if you only tore it a fortnight ago. Now, I know that this is back then where things like concussions and stuff wasn't looked into, um, so they kind of use real terms for pretend injuries, but surely come up with something better than an MCL, and MCL's a fucking gay out for six months. Or broke his leg. Yeah, well, they could have just said he's like dislocated, well, I don't know, dislocation, that's a couple of weeks and you'll be right again. Do you something that just put your minds to it a bit more? That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. But yeah, like I said, this is A-Train's for me. This is last ditch, uh, WWE's last-ditch effort to really push Albert. Uh, now, it should be noted that this was supposed to be Matt Hardy receiving this push, which would have led to Matt Hardy having this match, which would have been a lot better with Edge, and leading on to Rey Mysterio at Mania. But WWE talent guru Johnny Ace, or John Laurinaitis to you and I, uh, people power, uh, he overruled it and obviously put A-Train in there instead. Now, let's, let's jump in alternate universe. How much better would it be? Because this match was over in a matter of minutes. How could it have been, How better could it have been if it would have been Matt Hardy and Edge? More believable. Do you know what I mean? No, but just the fluidity of the match, it would have... That's unbelievable. 99.99% there. It could have been match of the night. Yeah. Even though this is because not... Because it's, uh, it's Edge this and... Is, this and is obviously not... They've got chemistry from when they with the Hardy boys. Yes, that's right. But this is not Team Extreme Hardys against Edge and Christian. And this is not jumping a time machine, Edge, uh, Matt Hardy Lita situation in four years' time. But this is two different universes meeting, and I'd, I'd like to have seen that match. I don't think we've seen it on SmackDowns at all no. since Matt Hardy's brought this version one gimmick out there. So I think John Laurinaitis knows fuck all. CM Punk got it right with that promo. On. There you go. Um, so the match itself, um, I said it was over in a matter of seconds, and A Train or Albert or fucking Tenzai, whatever you want to call him. Um, Albert, he mugs Edge off at the start and he stays on top with uh, some clubbing and Albert and I can't really wrestle manoeuvres. Um, Edge comes back and hits this ha his half Nelson face buster for two. Um, Edge goes up to the top but comes off into a bicycle kick and a body press gets two for Edge. The Baldo bomb gets two and A-Train then goes to grab a chair. Wait, Baldo bomb? Yeah, man. What does Baldo stand for? Because he's bald, isn't it? So that's the best name they could come up with. Of course it yeah. is! The Baldo Bomb. The Baldo Bomb. They could have called it Airy Back Bastard Drop or something like that. Don't you <laughs> think <laughs> as well? Have you seen with Albert where he's like shaved his fucking body hair to look like a jumper? It's <laughs> <laughs> like he's got a fucking... It's like he's got a woolly coat. It's getting cold. It's like he's got the Fat Bastard Bomb. Yeah. Yeah. The, you're going to stink from my sweat after this bomb. Yeah. <laughs> the Baldo Bomb. Ridiculous. So the, so the finish of the match, yeah. Edge, he went over for a spear, uh, but A-Train, he panicked a little bit, went outside, went outside, got a chair, come back in and hit the lamest of DQ finishes on Edge, uh, where he basically just tapped Edge as knee. With this, it was like he was in slow motion to give Edge the victory in 7 minutes and 12 seconds. What a waste. Waste, but they're building something else. And they're what? <laughs> With fucking A-Train? Yeah, yeah. A-Train world title run. Hey, I'm invested right now. Oh my god, he's back again with that. I'm invested with uh, A-Train. An interesting thing about that match. Best drinking game for the whole pay-per-view. Every time the announcers call A-Train Albert. <laughs> you're a fucking smack. Well, it's 7 minutes and 12 seconds. The first 30 seconds. It's been a right mess. Um, so then we come backstage to Bohem when he's pleading with the big show not to barge in Stephen office. He's concerned that Brock Lesnar's obviously going to be in Kurt Angle's corner. No, please, 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 please listen to me. Please. This is the wrong move to make. Paul! Did you hear what Brock Lesnar said tonight? 
He said he's here to make an impact. I know what that means. I know that that son of a... Brock Lesnar is going to be in Kurt Angle's corner. Do you know what that means to me? What does it mean about being WWE Champion? Where does the respect come into play? I can't get respect. I'm going to walk into Stephanie McMahon's office no, 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 and I'm no, no, going to no, speak no, no, my no, mind. No, 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 no. This is the problem. You're so worked up over Brock Lesnar, you're going to walk into Stephanie's office and she's going to feel like we're trying to intimidate her. This is how this whole thing went awry. You and I went to go see Stephanie and she thought I was trying to muscle in on her. And that's how Brock Lesnar's suspension got lifted. You can't go there with me. If you go to Stephanie's office with me, Stephanie's going to feel like I'm trying to put pressure on Stephanie and McMahon's don't react to physical intimidation. What you have to do in order to make this work is go back in your locker room and concentrate on Kurt Angle and let me, as a businessman, reason with Stephanie. No pressure, no muscle, no fuss, no muss. I can handle this, please. Please go back into your locker room and I will handle our business. You're the champ, I'm the agent. I got this under control. You better handle this. Of course. So we get to our next match, uh, which really annoyed me this match. It really pissed me off because it was an unofficial number one contenders match. They only started speaking about it once the match had begun. It was Chris Benoit versus Eddie Guerrero that the crowd shit on. Yeah. The entire match, the crowd, we had boring. We had Eddie sucks. No, he fucking does not. This was a great match. It was a great match, but you got to think, why were the crowd saying that? Why? What? If you were in their heads then and there, why were they saying that? Is it because they were doing slow pace? No. Nah, because it's Paul Heyman booking the 2002 when everybody's in the hill. Who would you support? So they went in gloomy with Eddie. They started with the match chanting Eddie sucks, but for the end of the match, they were cheering for Eddie because they just had to pick a side. But that's not, it's not wrestling. Do you know what I mean? Face heel dynamic. Do you know what I mean? Kayfabe's dead and all that bullshit. Of course it is. But you still need a good guy and a bad guy, no? Yeah. That's what TV's for. You need someone to hate yeah, yeah, someone yeah, to yeah, love. Yeah, completely agree. Even yeah. though you've got two unbelievable wrestlers, you need someone to, you need to be bothered. Do you know what I mean? What have we seen? The Benoit Guerrero feud. It's come off the tag team of him and Angle and the Guerrero's fighting out of the tournament. So we basically seen like a three, four month feud come out of the back of nothing, really. Okay. What if you took Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, say, for the, for the sake of things, Eddie Guerrero was the face, Chris okay. Benoit was the heel. Okay. They were in the main event. No danger. Of oh, love it. Love it. For the title. Oh, every day we take. Do you think back Shut in 2002 would be right, yeah. If booked right, because the fans want to, if you like, said to the end of this match, they want to cheer for Eddie because. They feel forced. You know what? But pushed in the right way. I'm going to disagree and I'm going to say that Kevin Nash was right. <laughs> Vanilla Midgets? Yeah. <laughs> as much as I like Chris oh. Benoit and Eddie Guerrero, they were amazing, amazing wrestlers. Look at the buy rate. Yeah, but Angle's a Vanilla Midget. He's the same size as him. He's just a bit broader. So does he not class him that and you're shitting on Angle? No way. I don't, I wouldn't class Angle as a Vanilla Midget. Why? Well, so what's classed as, is it because they're the same size, the same height, they're all like six foot one, some like that. Angle's taller. Well, well I, think all, I think they're all about the same height. Angle's Give or take an inch or two. At least two feet tall. <laughs> so it's eight foot tall. At least. 
a couple of inches taller. <laughs> Eight foot three Kurt Angle. I take my what I says. <laughs> but no, I'm, I don't. Can you see where I'm coming from when I'm when I'm saying this? No. No. Kevin Nash is a dick. Do you know the it's my arse? WrestleMania 20, jump in a time time. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Jump in a time machine. Daniel Bryan. WrestleMania 20. I know. It's about to happen. You Daniel Bryan to it. <laughs> no, WrestleMania 20, jump in a time machine. You know what I mean? They said they went off the air with the Vanilla Midgets, with Madison Square Garden erupting for the both the Vanilla Midgets having titles. Fuck off, Kevin Nash. I'm you. Know, I'm trying to get across the point that it's 2002. And, and Vince McMahon likes big sweaty men. Yes. <laughs> And so does mine. I think if you put put it right, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, put them in a main event at Armageddon, if one was a face and one was a heel, your pay-per-view <coughs> buys would have been lower. They have not seen they they been lower. but we don't know because we've not seen the storyline building me. That's what I'm saying. I, but uh, enough of that. Let's get let's get on with the match. This is an unofficial number one contenders match after Eddie cost Benoit the title match against the Big Show. They take it to the mat early and it goes to a stalemate. Eddie backs Benoit into the corner and gives him a vicious chop, but then backs off. The crowd alternates between Eddie sucks and Eddie chants as they go back to the mat. Hey, here we go. Nobody knew who to chant for. They wanted to hate Eddie because he's showing heel tactics, because everybody's a heel, because it's 2002 and Paul Heyman's in charge. Everybody's a heel. Biggest face on SmackDown, Brock Lesnar. I don't know what the point is that I'm trying to get across, but I do know that when I listen to this back, I will know the point I'm getting across, and then... I will be like, ha, told you so. Because I know when I say something on, on the podcast, I have to listen to it back sometimes think, what did I just say? Just know well, that's I the ego. It, I'm like, I know just, what I'm saying. He enjoys agreeing with himself. Yeah, just enjoy agreeing with himself. <laughs> I enjoy it. Don't listen to him, he's full of shit. <laughs> um, so a small, boring chant breaks out. Fuck you. Like, even though I said all that shit about vanilla midgets, <laughs> that you can't, you know... It's not very nice calling boring, because it's not. It's not, that's the last thing it is, but I just think it's what, think about what we've seen as a pay-per-view of the last five months we've been doing this year. It's only been a very small snippet of each pay-per-view has been an actual physical wrestling match, a proper grand and pan technical style of wrestling what this is. You know what I mean? A lot of them have involved in tag teams, which has involved a Rey Mysterio, so you've got your Lucha Libre fast pace, you've got your Edge, which is a high-flying slash powerhouse sort of style. I mean, we've not seen many. I know we saw Angle and Benoit at the last pay-per-view. And now, was it the last pay-per-view? Yeah, we saw Angle and Benoit, didn't we, in the singles match? No, Unforgiven. Unforgiven, yeah. And now we're seeing... Angle and Benoit. So, so we have... To, but it's one paper, one match in a pay-per-view. Do you know what I mean? If it was... Look at modern-day wrestling. Four or five matches is actual a match that would involve someone to come wrestle. So I just think we're not in... We've, we've not hit that peak yet. Do you know what I mean? We speak... We talk about the SmackDown 6, but we don't talk about it like that yet. We've, that's weird ourselves by a year. Do you know what I mean? At the minute, it's just these interlocking matches of all these mid-card up-and-coming talents on SmackDown. Okay, so so they go up tempo. Benoit gets rolling Germans to a big pop. So those rolling Germans, he did five as well, if I can remember correctly. Mm. There were five mm. Germans. Benoit goes up, but Eddie staggers to his feet. Cole proclaims Benoit is a genius for not coming off with the diving headbutt anyway. Eddie slips out of a powerbomb, gets his own rolling Germans and hits the frog splash. One, two, th- no. Eddie can't believe it. So he tackles Benoit to the floor and stomps on his ribs. Eddie argues with the ref while Charvo Guerrero runs down and nails him with the title belt. And may I point out when Charvo does come out... Too much Charvo. 
Yeah, and when Benoit, like, they're on the turnbuckle, yeah. Benoit hits him, and Chavo does the most overselling I've ever seen. He, he, he makes it look like Benoit makes like a charm on me. Yeah, but he makes his head look like he bounced off the ropes and then gets fl- flung out on Zapro. If you watch it back, you'll know what I mean. It's just a bit overselling. Back in, Eddie only gets two, but locks in the lasso from El Paso. Benoit makes the ropes. Benoit goes up, but Chavo brawls with him on the top while Eddie keeps the ref distracted. Benoit fights him off and hits the swan dive headbutt. Eddie turns the cover into the lasso from El Paso, but Benoit reverses that into the crippler crossface. Cool sequence as Eddie reaches to the ropes, but Benoit slips over to the other side to put himself in between Eddie and the ropes. Eddie tries one last desperate attempt to roll through, but they wind up in the middle of the ring. Eddie has to tap at 16.47. As a match, this absolutely rocked. Yeah, I agree. Boring chance, there was just no need for It was, it was an absolutely amazing match, but again, the fans, they shit on them, and I don't think they deserve that, to be honest. A great match, probably one of the best at night as well. Easy. But it's one of those matches that didn't get over. Because like I said, I just don't think that the fans have they've got fine-tuned minds yet to enjoy this style. That's no gimmicks. No gimmicks, no storylines, it's just wrestling. And so, yeah, well, the fans really didn't know, seem who to, know who to root for. Everyone's a heel. Heyman's everyone a heel. Booking. They actually wound up rooting for Eddie. I could have done without so much ch- Charbo interference, though. Like you said. I, I, I could have done without it. <laughs> I think it was a brilliant match. Uh, it was everything what you'd want out of a match out of them two. But, like I said, I just think the fans didn't help. Because, but the booking didn't help. You didn't know who to cheer for. So Paul Heyman then, we cut backstage where Paul Heyman enters Steppenman's office to complain about Brock Lesnar's suspension being lifted. Uh, Heyman's pleased, though they fall on deaf ears, as Stephanie will allow Brock to be in Kurt Angle's corner. Ooh. And then we cut to a, a recap of, uh, I'm going to hand this over to you Mike, because I know it's uh, your speciality, let's say. <laughs> and we cut, favorite part of we cut to a recap of the Dormery Tory Wilson kerfuffle. Thank <laughs> you. 
into Tori's eyes, I saw yours. And every time I kissed Tori's lips, I felt like I was kissing yours, Al. What's it going to be? I still want to marry you. I want to marry you too, Al. This fight with that Tori wanted me to do tonight. Tori expected Don to call off the wedding, wow. and Don didn't do it. You enjoyed it, Tori! Tori Wilson. 12 year old me was very excited about this. <laughs> and 27 year old me is still very excited about this. <laughs> Dawn offers to break off a relationship with Tori's father if they just have some HLA. We all love HLA, right guys? HLA! HLA! <laughs> Dawn Lincoln goes back on a promise and vows to show us a sex tape tonight. So Dawn Marie comes down to the ring with Al Wilson. Dawn Marie's looking smoky. I'd agree with that. She is what I like to call a butterface. <laughs> We've had this before. Yeah. She is a butterface, definitely. <laughs> the, she says they're going to show us the director's cut of the footage that was played on the Titan Trump. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it actually seems to get into it. And so am I. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but then, the bastard that is Al Wilson puts a stop to it. Oh, it becomes the biggest heel in the arena. <laughs> stop the footage, the crowd. Boom! Don, stop it. I mean, stop it. What the hell did you... Shut up! <laughs> I had enough of this. Please. Now... I was throwing bastard tea at the TV. <laughs> I just had to... Put my input here for you, Michael. But if you were a twelve-year-old boy and you were watching this this part of the pay-per-view, and your parents walk in that room and you see, oh, you're never watching Wilson, Raw again. You're never watching Raw. Tori Wilson and Dawn Marie getting it on in a bedroom. I would have been so embarrassed because I know I would have had an erection, <laughs> and I know for a fact. I know for a fact I would have been very, very, very embarrassed. But that's like the difference between then and, and now. No, I've got to push it on tablets. The issue, the issue <laughs> then though, right, that this is probably why the buy rates, uh, like we spoke about at the start, do you know I mean? 100,000 people tuned in last year than they did this year. But they, it's false promises. They built up to, we're going to see something mega, right? And we saw a bit of cleavage, a bit of kissing, right? Don't get me wrong, you fucking ah. Well, I wanted to say one. I want to see nipple. Shit. I want to to shit on her chest. <laughs> and I want to see someone pissing her mouth. And I want to be sick on each other. And then roll around with the fucking shit, piss and sick. You can't say that. That's what I want to see. <laughs> you can't say that. That's what I get off on. <laughs> You're more disgusting than I am. <laughs> 
But yeah, it weren't what we were expecting. Al Wilson played the biggest heel in the business, and we didn't see it. And um, yeah, what I wonder what we've got going forward in this. Uh, I want to say a love triangle, but love triangle makes it all incestuous and a bit weird. But it is a bit weird anyway. So yeah, fuck it. What what's what do you predict going forward in this love triangle? I want to say a payoff. <laughs> not, not in that way. I just want to see a payoff. New day! <laughs> I want to see a payoff. Over the title. Oh my god. Somebody, what is it, put a. A, a, a meme of all them that kissed him on his title. <laughs> and she took one in shot. Jizz on the title. That was the funniest thing I've seen all week. Picture of Paige, Paige's sweaty face with a title and just, just near her eyes and jizz. Just on the, who's jizz jack as it was? Oh, Maddox is. Yeah. He looks like a dirty bastard, him. I tell him, did you see him on that picture? He's fucking near with the camera. <laughs> dirty cunt. I tell you, yeah, well, Maddox. Yeah. Dirty bastard. So, uh, keeping with the sexy theme of Dawn and Tori Wilson, we come backstage to show Michael stretching. <laughs> keeping with that sexy theme. Sexy boy. And then our next match of the night, it is Behemoth against Bohemoth. It is Kane. Against making his pay-per-view debut. Uh, my thoughts on this match are Batista and Kane, two powerhouses. It's going to be slow. It's going to be boring. Yep. Two big guys. This is the era where big guys are phasing out slower. Um, like I said, it's Batista's pay-per-view debut. Uh, now for me, his body shape at this point is just really weird. He's got quite a thin waist, but then he goes like that. And then yeah, it comes to his head. His, his neck's... If you look at Lesnar, look, he hasn't got a neck. Batista has got a neck. Yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, it's weird looking. Um, the, the match, it was, it went on for six, six and a half minutes, six minutes and 38, and it was six minutes and 38 of Batista botching and Kane being his usual, I'll take a sell off somebody to make you look good because I'm Kane, and if you can knock me off my feet, look how good you are. Ric Flair gets involved as everybody expected him to do. Um, he tries to attack Kane on the outside, but Kane completely no-selled it. Uh, back inside, Batista botches a powerbomb and nearly drops Kane right on his head. Batista shouldn't be powerbombing Kane. Not at this early on. No. Not at this early on. And the fans, they quickly, if you know, if you picked up on the grew impatient, they were popping for Batista at the start because everyone loves something new. Like we spoke about before, like Cena getting his pops way back when at Vengeance uh, against Jericho. But now you've got Batista, like I said, he's delivering things like power bombs for someone as green as grass to a seven-footer. Do you know what I mean? You've got a lot of weight coming down off that power bomb. That's a big difference. You've got John, C John Cena's FU, which is quite an easy move to do to anybody. Whereas, but it's something power new. bomb. You saw Kevin Nash trying to do at the big show that time. <laughs> you don't know what happened there. But it's something new, so the fans are going to pop for him. Like I said, the fans, they are. You can hear it in their in their voices. They're getting annoyed with. They don't want to be seeing a feud. Where Batista and he's giving his push, we've got Ric Flair in his corner. That for me signals he's going up to the top. But Dave, yes, Batista, green as grass, debut. What's the message? Steroids are still in charge. <laughs> Batista agree. is on the way to the top, and the roids are quickly following him behind. And his face behind that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the finish, uh, Batista gave Kane a spine monster, but he only gets a two. Uh, Kane then drags Flair in, allowing Batista to sneak up, bump Kane in the gut, and hit the sit-out powerbomb, which gets onto the nose of Batista, along a bit further down the line, as I said, in 6 minutes and 38. Now, I suppose you could call this a match, but you could also call Al Wilson a great actor, too. Yeah, I'd agree. 
It's Pretty well, Wilson. But the, the one thing I will say, I, I probably sound like I've been a hypocrite here, but the power bomb he does at the end in 2K was actually really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought it was. He managed to get a big seven-footer up, spin him around and safely put him back on floor. So if that's what you want, yeah, I'd, I'd say I agree. Yeah, that was a good power bomb. But in the grand scheme of things... So now we get a rapping John Cena who comes to the ring with B2, full view cannon. It's not good. Cena has had some entertaining raps, but this really wasn't one of them. What's up with that? Yo, 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 yo. Everybody knows I got a master's degree in thugonomics. Word life. So kick that beat off so me and B Square can kick the freestyle acapella. No beat. No beat. Listen up. Surprise. We right here before your eyes. All you women want me. I'm the envy of all you guys. Ask cause you rely on flipping burgers and serving fries. Your girl's with us. I'm about to find her bra size. It's a new era, a new message that we sending. It starts tonight, right here at Armageddon. No sweating, I don't care who I piss off. From Stephanie McMahon, straight over to Eric Bischoff. We never soft, we never leave a man standing. You either deal with me or with Bling Bling Buchanan. We the man, son, and we attacking this arrangement. The new centerpiece of world wrestling entertainment. And for all of you foes who think that you can throw blows, Y'all wind up like Marsha Brady saying, oh my nose, and I'm out. Wow, eat your heart out, Eminem. Volume cannon, why? How's he got a job? How's he got a job? And I am. How's he employed back WWE and I'm not? Because he has muscles. He has muscles, that's it. Oh, big sweaty man. Okay, so now we're to a recap of Crazy Victoria. Hardcore rules for the Women's World title at the Survivor Series. How is Trish going to survive this? It's been over three years since the WWE sanctioned a Hardcore Rules Women's title match. Did she get it? She got it! You gotta be kidding me! This witch, this Jezebel, is the new Women's Champion. She loves it! She's sick. There's a new women's champion, Victoria. She is a deranged oh my Jezebel. She is colder than the other side of the pillow, big and strong and powerful, and she is so hungry. She is loves punishing anybody. What is wrong with this Victoria? He's biting her. She's biting her nails off. These people didn't come to see you. They came to see me as the champion. She must be jealous of every female on Raw. Hey, that's my outfit, you psycho bitch. I'll show you, psycho! Jackie just doesn't care. She is tough. There it is, right there, the kick! Get it! Come on, that shot! Victoria can't believe it! Victoria has lost to Jackie! She's livid! There is something dark and sinister in that woman's background, let me tell you. Jackie has absolutely has no fear. But you can see the fire in Trisha's eyes. Three very physical, very aggressive women. Get it on Sunday in a triple friend match for the women's title! The women's champion! No! Go down! Broken! It is gonna be physically combative this Sunday in Armageddon! Oh, them camera shots, the Bischoff, uh... What were the, the cameras? What were they, the E-View? Big Brother cameras. The E-View or something. Yeah, it weren't that, were it? It were E-View cameras as well that we've seen over the last few weeks. You can see we pay attention to Rotten Smackdown. <laughs> 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 um, obviously, you've seen Victoria go wild backstage, uh, attacking announcers. You destroyed Terry 
Uh, obviously, attack Jacqueline, which got Jacqueline involved in a triple threat. Now, for me, coming into this, there was no need for Jacqueline. It should have just been a, fall, a rematch from Survivor Series. So, yeah. two years in a row, Jacqueline and Trish Stratus have been involved in a triple title match in the December pay-per-view. Check that out. He's fucking fact. He's so scary, Mike. He's really quiet. It all comes. It just comes a massive fact. Fact. Bosh. That's where the king. Rain man. Victoria title entrance. Yeah. So yeah. now I put my mind back in 2002, and I remembered when it came out in the charts. Uh, it, was a, it went to number one, big tune, and then six months later, Victoria comes out as an entrance. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> that didn't happen. That never happened. Do you know what I mean? That was something that. Uh, a well-known popular fucking song was now a wrestling theme tune. I mean, that was never the thing. The only what the only time it's been a thing is when it was Undertaker. Really? Limp Bizkit. Well, um, yeah, King Rock before that. I would say was that American Badass ever a tune, an actual release tune? King Rock, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Also, we prefer Metallica's "Sad but True," but here we fax again. Boom. <laughs> okay, so going into the match, Jackie gets tossed but comes back in and goes all kung fu on Victoria with a leg sweep. Trish tries the satisfaction, but the other women t- team up to drop her on her head. Trish comes off the top with a crossbody for two, but Jackie rolls through for two of her own. Victoria gets tossed now, allowing Trish to hit the handstand Rana. What a move. It's probably Trish's only move that she ever did that made me go when she jumps, runs into the corner, handstand, leg lock, frozen back. Yeah! Good it was move. shit! Yeah, very But for yeah. Trisha's level at this moment, it was a good fucking move. It was an inve- invented move. Yeah. But uh, it, it was, was very Lucha Libre, but I'm sure if I spoke to a Luchador about that, they'd probably want to beat me up. So it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's got that feel to it, let's say. It wasn't. If it was real, I don't think it'd ever work. Yeah. Uh, she chick kicks a returning Victoria. Jackie tosses Victoria again and turns around into a chick kick. Trish bots- botches the cover. And that allows Victoria to make the save. Trish covers again, so Victoria smashes the title belt into her head and steals the pin at 4.27. So it's not even a long match. No, no, no. They were only for Jacqueline. She rolled the in it. It should have just been a single match. Yeah. It was just a filler. Not even five minutes. In the back, Kurt Angle reminds Brock Lesnar that Brock was screwed out of the title. Brock still won't commit to being in his corner, so Kurt leaves him with a VHS... A VHS... (laughs) Invest in a DVD player, Kurt, for fuck's sake. VHS copy of the Survivor Series. And so we cut to Kurt. As we're about halfway during the pay-per-view, shall we have a bit of a quiz? Absolutely. Mike is going to take over and be Quizmaster, and I'm going to get involved. So it's me against CJ. Bring it on. Quiz on. I'm feeling quizzical. So, gentlemen, I'm going to give you both two superstars each. Five facts about them. As always, each fact loses your point. Dave, you can go first. Go on then. Hit me. The superstar first appeared in WWE on the first series of Tough Enough. He's a ruthless aggression guy. Yep. Min? Nope. Miz? Yeah. No, I'm a second series. Man. I'll do his fourth series. Oh, yeah. Go on then. Next one for four points. For four points, he made his Raw debut on the June 10th edition of Monday Night Raw. 
No way, Scott. Yep. Four points. Oh, Bosh. Dave's right. Bosh. CJ. Should have got that on five, to be fair. This superstar made his TV debut giving out wrestling tapes to different superstars. Spanky. No. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. I think I know. That's a good shout, that. Four points. He was an honorary member of the Legion of Doom. Oh, got it. Hide and right. Yeah. Oh, Four right. points. There you go. There you go. Four each. Four each. Dave. Go. For five points, this superstar is a former three-time hardcore champion. Could be fucking anybody. <laughs> Jesus, it could be fucking Terry Reynolds. Uh, three times. So, if it's Hurricane. No. Am I allowed to steal his point? No. <laughs> I, I know yours. I think I kept my dog shut. He made his in-ring debut in a losing effort against Taz. Can I go? No. Oh. Kendall's debut was the Spice Oh, uh, no, it wasn't. It was all rumble. Oh, it was Spice And I'm thinking, oh, God. He had a very infamous moment at the Royal Rumble, eliminating The Undertaker with Raven. a pick. Raven. Yeah. Three points. Chanel. I was going to say Raven. <laughs> no, Raven had like 450 hardcore title reigns. Not three. <laughs> Bastard. I know I'm with Maven, I'm with first answer on first one. Your second superstar. I hope it's fucking right hard. <laughs> <laughs> Debuted in TNA in 2007. Nah, that yeah, couldn't be anybody. No. This next question is going to be pivotal. <laughs> he made his WWE debut as part of Team Lesnar. Um, I, 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 can't, I honestly can't, can't think. Um, Nathan Jones. Nope. That's way off. Yeah, next one. He appeared on the second series of Tough Enough, but left due to an injury. Oh, that's a very good yes. That's Matt a Morgan. beautiful one. Matt Morgan. Yes, three points. Seven all. Ooh, tiebreaker. First person to get this one. He made his WWE debut as an unnamed bodyguard for Motley Crew during a Sunday night. Five points, Dave got it. Straight away. Boom, boom, boom! <laughs> Fucking test. Well done, mate. Congratulations. I wouldn't have got that. I didn't know the Motley yeah, Crew. Yeah, well, that was given to begin with Motley Crew's bodyguard. Who the hell was Motley Crew? Tommy Lee, Pam Anderson's pawn. The biggest hair metal band's come from the 80s. So we move on to the WWE title match. It is Big Show, who we saw defeat Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, defending against Kurt Angle in his first defence of the title. Coming into the match, CJ, who's taking the belt, coming out of it? But, uh, Big Show. Mike? I just said Angle, because I think Angle was the face in this match. Yeah, it's SmackDown is too fast and too everyone's a heel. <laughs> but, crowd reaction, everybody loves Angle. I think everybody kind of loves everybody. That's the weird thing. Like, even though kind of arguing against myself, what I was saying about everyone's a heel. You've got your Benoit's, your, your Eddie's, your Angles, your Big Shows, your, your well, Big Show to an extent, your Brock's. 
everyone's a, a tweener-ish. Do you yes. know what I mean? Everyone has their moments where the crowd is in, is behind them. So as we've seen, as I said at last month at Survivor Series, the Big Show defeated Brock Lesnar to win the WWE Championship, pinning him after a choke slam on a steel chair, thus handing Lesnar his first pinfall loss in the WWE. Now during that match when Lesnar tried to pin the Big Show falling F5, he was betrayed by his agent Paul Heyman, who pulled the referee out of the ring, allowing Big Show to capitalise and win the title. On the 21st of November's episode of Smackdown, uh, Lesnar checked the villain's locker room looking for the Big Show and Heyman, until Matt Hardy stood up and made insults to Lesnar about his loss at Survivor Series. Uh, Lesnar responded by throwing him through the wall, and moments later, it was a great spot that. Awesome I think that's spot. what started Matt Hardy being broken. Just chucked him through a wall. Uh, moments later, uh, SmackDown general manager Stephen McMahon informed Lesnar that he can't get his rematch for the WWE title until his ribs that were still injured at the time after Big Show tossed him off the stage the previous two weeks on SmackDown had healed up to 100%. Now, she stated that she will, su she will suspend Lesnar if he would lay his hands on Heyman, Big Show or any other SmackDown superstar. Now, during the segment between Heyman and the Big Show, Heyman made it clear that Lesnar would not get a rematch, even going so far as to sneak a special clause into his contract. Shortly after, Lesnar went after the two by grabbing the steel chair from ringside. He nailed the Big Show in the spine with it. Later that night, Big Show defended the WWE title against Edge, which ended in a no contest when Heyman interfered, enabling Big Show to put Edge away with three choke slams. Afterwards, Lesnar got into the ring and nailed Big Show with the F5, and then chased Heyman backstage until Heyman took off in his limousine. Now, the following week on SmackDown, uh, SmackDown GM Stephanie, she suspended Lesnar due to Lesnar ignoring her orders twice, about not laying his hands on anybody, even the Big Show. Later that night, Lesnar would still come out and hit an F5 on Big Show, through the announce table, and then once again tried to go after Heyman, until Stephanie brought out the officers, and they got in Lesnar's way and ordered him to get out of the arena. Now, coming up, building up into this match, have we not just had like three or four weeks of Big Show trying to have a match, Lesnar being a bastard and interfering, going after Heyman, and Stephanie preventing him from getting Heyman's? Of course, yeah. Which is good, because it makes you want to see Lesnar get his, hands on get his own back. Big show. Similar to when CM Punk had that deal with Paul Heyman, you want to see Heyman get but get his ass kicked. That's what you want. I love that sort of build-up where you want to see. He's a tweener now at the moment, yeah. but in my eyes, he's a face. You want to see him kick the shit out of Paul Heyman. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, now, how does Kurt Angle get involved in all this? On the December the 5th edition of SmackDown, um, Angle defeated Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit and Edge in a fatal four-way match to become the number one contender to the WWE Championship. Shortly after the match, um, Big Show, accompanied by Heyman, of course, uh, came out and chokeslammed Angle. Uh, the next week on SmackDown, Angle interrupted Lesnar's autograph session to inform Lesnar that he would get his suspension lifted if Lesnar would help him defeat the Big Show at Armageddon. Lesnar responded by saying, I'll think about it. However, SmackDown GM Stephen McMahon reminded Big Show and Heyman that Lesnar's suspension has been lifted, and later that night, Big Show and A-Train defeated Angle and Edge towards the end of the match. As Angle was preparing to apply the ankle lock on the Big Show, Heyman distracted him, which allowed the Big Show to hit the choke slam for the win, and to end that portion of weekly events, uh, with Big Show looking strong coming into the um, into that we're getting pay-per-view. So, Brock Lesnar, Chasing down Paul Heyman, massive build-up, Kurt Angle's been inserted into it. Mike, what's the message? Brock's going to get involved in this match some way, somehow, you know he is. He's going to be definitely involved in the finish. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's I agree, 
whether it's a F5 to Big Show or to Kurt Angle, both. So we go into the semi-main event. I would because we've obviously got two main events coming up, but this would be the one, the first main event. I'd say so. They should have advertised this as a dual main event. Do you know what they have done over the years, like with various pay-per-views, double main event? Yeah. But I don't know why they didn't bother. But full load in 2000, because that was a triple main event. Obviously, we've not hit that point yet, jumping that time machine, where it's brand-specific pay-per-views. So why not build it as a double main event? I don't know, but that's, you know, booking fear back then. Mm-hmm. And they obviously have learnt from that. Oh, no, they do, yeah. start, you know, yeah. double main event. There's no such events. thing as a main event these days. No. Like if you're yeah. win, like they try to do it on Monday Night Raw or on SmackDown where someone's won a Rumble and they try to say they've got into the main event, the main event. There's not a main event anymore. There's five or six main events. Yeah, it's just whoever goes on last. It depends as a fan who you want to see the most. Yeah, that's your main event. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, we go into the WWE Heavyweight Title Match between the Big Show with Paul Heyman against Kurt Angle. So. Brock Lesnar doesn't show up to start for Kurt. Kurt tries to wrestle show early, which doesn't go well for him. Now, this happens all the time uh, in this match. Big Show, he tries to wrestle Kurt Angle's style of wrestling, and it fucking does not work. He's big. He's not like frying pan. He tries hand. quick reversals. A quick reversal out of a hammerlock. Big Show, what are you doing? <laughs> Lucha Libre, fucking Big Show. Does a hurricane ride. <laughs> so Big Show dumps Angle but accidentally tosses him into Heyman. Angle sneaks in and dumps Show while Show is checking on Heyman. That just pisses Show off though and he starts to manhandle Angle. The final cut only gets two. The final cut, what's, what do you think to that, that move? Loved it. No, but what I, what I love, the final cut's one with a leg isn't it? It's a yeah. leg over the neck. Fucking loved it. It's like the Rough Rider. Yeah. It's a yeah. great finisher. Because it's quick and instant and straight away you're on your back. I hate finishers where you don't end up on your back on the mat. Because that should be a finisher. Rock bottom, you're on the fucking on your ass. Stunner, you're on your ass. These finishers where you still end up being vertical. Don't like it. Give an example. Six one nine. Yes. I would completely agree with six one nine because Because six one nine ninety nine percent of them they stumble fucking back for half an hour. They're not instantly bang on the mat. It should be a finisher, should be the the, the time between the finisher being over and the pin being made should be a matter of seconds. Yeah, I agree. That's less why than, whenever I play... two seconds. Whenever yeah. I play... Tombstone. Whenever, Bang! Whenever, over! Whenever, whenever I play a WWE game, don't forget to check me out SoundCloud, guys. But WWE game, I always make my creator wrestler make sure he has a finisher that goes straight into a pin. Of course. Yes. That's how it should be. Molly go around. Molly Ollie's finisher where she fucking... Yeah. Does a cartwheel at somersault, lands on him, drops on him, legs hooked, pin gone, see ya, fuck off. You got some fucking strong shoulders for that move though. Oh yeah. That would hurt, like, that would really hurt. Because she's got a big arse, my Holly. Joe you know got me about this match? USA, USA, USA chance. Those both American. Big shows from Florida. Yank fans. <laughs> America. <laughs> and we love you, just to say, we're not mocking you because we don't know a high proportion of our people, of our listeners listening, are American. And I love America. I can't wait. I'm taking the missus over for the honeymoon next year. Can't wait. But come on, guys, for fuck's sake. They're both American. Just because it's got an American gimmick doesn't mean you have to start chanting USA. <laughs> Big Show all of a sudden starts speaking Spanish. Right? <laughs> just for the sake of it. Angle bites his way out of a bear hug and tries to choke 
Choke show out. Show snaps him over, but Kurt comes back with a sloppy tornado DDT. To do a tornado DDT to the big show, I can imagine being quite hard. Because I've seen him take some moves and they don't. Yeah, a bit before. To it's, the big show. Yeah, yeah. but what I'm saying it's is. It's like you're getting out of the way. So you think you're spinning round, they can make you move, but then they've got to come down and do a somersault. Have you ever seen Triple H do a pedigree to the big show? Yes. And how shit does it look? Oh, it's amazing. It'll <laughs> it's amazing. It's better than kids' pedigrees that I only take, I only take it to my knees. I'm not going flat. Yeah. That's why kids fucked now because he took every finisher to his knees. A missile dropkick gets two for Kurt. And then Kurt gets all crazy as shit with a moonsault. And then Big Show blocks it and he barely connects. But it was a nice idea in theory, to be fair. Yeah, I agree. Angle slam. One, two, three. No. D- down come the straps. Show reverses the ankle lock. Jason Jordan. Here comes Jason Jordan. <laughs> the ankle lock into a choke slam attempt, but Angle rolls through to do another ankle lock. Now, if you're going to get an ankle lock on the big show, you do you do the current angle, what you start to do a bit further. I think you start to do it now where he drops down and puts a leg lock on as well. That's how you get it on. Big show's not going nowhere. Wow, he's got massive legs. Like, Matt, he's such a. I mean, if you his see legs him are thicker than your head. Yeah, he's fucking <laughs> So, Big Show shoves Angle into the ref. Heyman recovers after 10 minutes of unconsciousness and tosses a chair into the ring. He tosses it close to Kurt, though Kurt grabs it and nails Show with it. It only gets two, but Kurt goes back to the ankle lock. So at this point, he's absolutely going at, at, at Big Show. Oh, it's also absolutely, fucking absolutely. Absolutely. This is pure Kurt getting the crowd behind it. It's like rebellion. Rebellion when he came in for that, that hot tag. Where the crowd, because Kurt feeds off the crowd. I, mean, I don't know how he did it. I mean, you look at wrestlers, look at. I, I, I hate to shit on him because it, it does, I annoy myself sometimes, but look at John Cena, 2017, he's been doing this shit for 15 years. Kurt Angle's been doing this for three years. And he is a, this is the peak of Kurt Angle. Yeah. And he carries on, and he sustains his peak. To me personally, I think he's still got it now. I enjoy watching Kurt Angle 2017, even though he's battered and worn down and beat up. I still enjoy watching Kurt Angle now. Because Kurt Angle knows how to feed off a crowd and he knows how to get you pumped and that's all he does and that's perfectly what he did in And this. I'm really excited for Kurt Angle to come back and have a wrestling match with WWE. That's going to happen. I do want to see him wrestling match but I also want him to see which if you believe the dirt sheets he's going to be replacing Mick Foley as Raw's GM. I'm down for that because jumping that time machine further down the line he's a brilliant GM in Smackdown when he's injured in wheelchair with his little fucking team angle with him. Yeah but now all the scripting. No, I think he'll be given the. I think he'll be given the AAA treatment. They can say what. Bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. Fill in the blanks. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. He's brilliant on the mic, Kurt. It'll take a while to get the use up chance there, especially there's kids in the crowd now. They don't. Know oh, they'll do it. Oh no, I believe they'll do it. I think. I think people can underestimate the kids. I think the kids also watch TNA. The kids will be familiar. The kids will know who Kurt is. Hundred percent. And I can't fucking wait. I can't. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. The ref got bumped by a kick out, though A-Train runs in and attacks Kurt with the derailleur. A-Train runs in and attacks Kurt with the derailleur. It's a kick. It's a kick. So why has he got the bulldo bomb? Because he's a train. Because he's a bold train. It makes perfect sense. He's a bold train. I don't agree. The derailleur. Why? The bulldo bomb. He's a bold guy. Derailleur. He's now the train. The A because he names Albert. It's fucking, it makes perfect sense. Show chokes hands angle, but Brock Lesnar runs in. Brock Lesnar is finally running, and F5's the big show. Angle crawls over to get the pin. Yes. Wow. Your new WWE champion in 12 minutes and 36 seconds is the Olympic hero, 
the master of the three eyes. It's one true. Kurt it's true. Angle. It's true. And Big Show is tapping. Big Show is tapping, but the referee is down. Like the is down and out. The turnover may break the Wait a minute. A-Train. The A-Train. The A-Train. The hell? No. Watching our Big Show's back, A-Train But is. the damage was done. The A-Train with that vicious backbreaker. This is bad, Cole. This is bad. Brock Lesnar nowhere to be seen. A-Train nailing that backbreaker on Angle. The ref's out. Paul Heyman looking on at Kurt Angle. Looking on at his client, The Big Show. Uh-oh. The Big uh -oh. Show is going to the show off the choke slam. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Lester! It's five! Lester! It's five! It's five! He's done it before! Can he do it again? It's five! To five hundred pounds! Yeah! The Big Show! Lester now wants Heyman! Heyman, move your ass and get out of touch! Go get a crack! The Big Show is down! Kurt Angle's down! Kurt Angle is stirring! F5 on the Big Show with ease! Kurt Angle is crawling! Oh, come on! Kurt Angle is crawling toward the champion! Fumble, I can feel it, Cole! I can feel it, too! Kurt Angle with the cover! The Hawaii! Stirred out of his fucking mind. 
The world. The world in New York. Well, he, he took a first-class ticket on the trip. Very well expressed, didn't he? A first-class. He was, I believe, he was um, uh, quite a, a frequent visitor on the Burial Express, if you think about it, over the last three months. Because the RVD is like he's climbing up a hill and then someone keeps kicking him off. And then he's climbing, he's kicking him off, and now he's come to the point where, no, you're not even climbing anymore, RVD. You are going to the world. You are having Billy Gunn 99 treatment where you were in the main event last fucking time, and this time you're at the fucking world giving your opinion. And that's what it is. So they cut to him, what's your opinion on the, on the main event? Oh, I think Shawn Michaels is going to win. Cheers, Rob! That's it, yeah. And that's, that's it. And that's it. It's, I don't understand. Why. Well, who do you replace RVD with? We're fucking nobody! Why do we need to cut to the world? Why can't we could just cut backstage? No, I mean, would you have put RVD if my RVD was on the Oh, roster? fuck yeah! You wouldn't have had, you wouldn't have had your um, fatal four-way tag team match. That would have been a tag. So you would have had Jericho and Christian against Booker and Goldust. And then you would have used... Fuck! Jeff Hardy was on fucking dark match against D-Lo Brand. They used Jeff Hardy. Them two, singles match, 20 minutes, blow the fucking roof off. Yeah. Where's the Jeff Hardy again? No, don't know what to do with There's D-Lo Brown though, like. Fuck D-Lo! It's 2002! Now what I'm trying to say to you is D-Lo Brown's actually there. Like, I didn't, we've not even talked about D-Lo Brown. We, we have. have. We have. The, was it not the blindfold match he had with Triple H? Oh, we were trying to figure out if he was in the Ruthless Aggression era. Yeah, yeah. No, we've had the um, spin the wheel, make a deal. Eric Bischoff in Las Vegas Raw episode. Where D-Lo Brown was in a blindfold match with Triple H. We've had that. That's all we've seen of him though. Yeah. That. That. <laughs> Where's uh, Billy and Chuck? Any, we haven't seen any of those. Oh, we've, no, we've seen Chuck at Rebellion. Re Chuck at Rebellion, but where's Billy? Where is Billy? <laughs> Billy, we've got to see him for fucking ages. Is he still there? Is, is he still there with RVD? Just chilling out. We're also trying to find us. He could, yeah, he could still be in fucking New, 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 New York. Oh, no, it's the world now, isn't it? Just yeah. chilling out, taking drugs. Where's fucking, yeah. The world in the US. That is a good, no, that is a good question. Where is Billy gone? Because I'm going to have to do my research and look into see if he's injured or if he's done something he shouldn't have or upset somebody because granted Billy and Chuck, the, the fallout from it wasn't going to uh, push Billy and Chuck into fucking main event superstars. They were never going to be that level. But Chuck, Billy Gunn didn't even fucking make rebellion. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think, I'm pretty sure he had an injury but I'm not sure if it was along this timeline. He was very injury prone with Billy Gunn. That's because that's what ruined DX 2.0, didn't it? In 2000, with Billy Gunn getting injured, where they had to drop the titles to the Dudleys. Yeah. So then yeah, maybe. Guys, if you know. Yeah, Billy, if you're out there, well, let, let us know where you were, please. <laughs> We'd like to know. So we get then to our main event of the evening. It is three stages of fuck me, seriously. It is Shawn Michaels versus Triple H for the WWE. World Heavyweight Championship. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are just moments away the first fall of this two-hour three-fall match. King will be in a street fight. Oh, you got that right. I don't know. I got to think that that favors Triple H. And then the second fall will be inside a steel cage. Well, I don't know. I got to think that that favors Triple H, JR. And the third fall, if necessary, in the ladder match. Let's take you back, folks, to Survivor Series when this personal animosity escalated off the page. The first ever elimination team match is down to two men, Shawn Michaels and Triple H. I love it, these guys hate each other.
your tail between your legs, you go home because I am going to force you to admit it to yourself that now I am the man. That now I am the one that is twice as good as you, Sean Hunter. After everything that you two have been through, it's clear to me that your world title match at Armageddon cannot be just a regular match. Your world title match at Armageddon will be two out of three falls. The first fall is going to be a street fight. The second fall will take place inside a steel cage. And if it goes to a third fall, well then, Hunter, you're going to have a chance to compete in a match that Shawn Michaels made famous. coming in who's walking out with a belt Shawn Michaels I'm excited I was excited to see this match back then I was said Shawn Michaels knowing what we know <laughs> our next stop by request will be a heartbreak hotel so as we saw the Survivor Series Shawn Michaels the, he won the Elimination Chamber match lastly eliminating Triple H to win the World Heavyweight Championship now on the November the 25th episode of Raw uh, Michaels defended the title against Rob Van Dam. However, choo-choo! On the 2nd of December's episode of Monday Night Raw, uh, Triple H, he defeated Rob Van Dam uh, with Shawn Michaels, a special guest referee, to face Michaels at Armageddon. Uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels brawled after the match, ending with Michaels nailing Triple H with the sweet tune music. Uh, the next week on Raw, Eric Bischoff, he announced that the title match at Armageddon would be a three stages of hell match. Now let's break this down. You've got two finish matches, what I'd, what I'd call, even though that's not wrestling etiquette to finish matches in a three stage L match. A cage match is the is the payoff match in a three yeah. match. A ladder match is the payoff in a three match. What's the point having both of them in one? It just felt weird and awkward starting with a street fight and middle having a fucking cage match. And then finishing with a ladder match. It just felt the whole three stages of hell, Austin um Triple H. Back in 2000. Amazing. 2001. Yeah. I love that. And that was normal match, street, street fight, cage. cage. Perfect. Yeah. I would have personally made it just like two stages of hell. Had the ladder in the middle of the cage. <laughs> a ladder cage. That's a ladder cage. That's, that's a fucking Vince Russell special, that. That would have. Ladder cage extravaganza. Fuck you'd get in one of those matches, though. You have to climb out of the cage, then grab a ladder. No, but then you have to Imagine, that, imagine that modern day. You'd see like AJ Styles have jumped from a cage onto a ladder. There you go. Thank you very much. If you're listening to me, that's causing injuries all a over. A ladder is that is causing cage injuries match. all over a ladder cage match. It's gonna happen. I'm sure it probably has happened in like some shitty indie wrestling event. You can't use the probably word shitty. It's 2017 and we've got indie wrestling fans. We've got to say it's good. Hey shit! I don't like indie wrestling. Fucking be wrestling. <laughs> Fucking young bucks with a super kick party. Fuck off. Start of the match. Uh, oh Hebner, he tries to get rid of Ric Flair. Uh, Shawn Michaels, and then he gets tossed over the top rope by Triple H, but then skins the cat and then tosses Hunter over. Um, Hunter then grabs a trash can to block Shawn's offence. Shawn grabs the can and tries to use it, but Hunter gets the boot. 
Ona gets the boot up. Uh, they work into a sloppy like cross cross body reversal spot. Um, I don't know if you caught that. It was really weird. It was Shawn Michaels came off the rope. He was trying to hit a cross body, but Triple H didn't really catch him right, and they kind of just did a bit of a <clears throat> in mid air and landed in a big heap. It's quite yeah, funny. I yeah, it. I saw that. It's, it was a bit messy. To say those two, like you expect five stars from these guys. You yeah, but Albert took a bit of cross body. Yeah, that. but would you would you do a cross body with the injuries that Michaels had to the back? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Cross body's not hard, was it? And landing that way. It's not opening, is it? Uh, Sean then is set up for the switching music, but Hunter then catches his foot and twists his knee. Uh, Hunter switches up and goes after the knee. Again, you'd think that would be interesting, but it's just not for me. This match isn't clicking. It didn't at this point, and my notes say there, it is just not clicking for some reason. And I just think, you'd, you'd think coming into this with all the build-up, and you've had the SummerSlam, and you've had five series, and you've had Triple H attacking Michaels out of nowhere, Michaels returning the favour. As it stands at this minute in time, we're 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes in or something like that. It just didn't click. It didn't click. No. It's not what I'd expect for two people that have known each other all their lives like these two. Compare yeah. this to the SummerSlam um, unsanctioned match. Yeah, that was just amazing because it was one match. I think it's because they tried to put too many elements into one match. So, so yeah. I thought, yeah, I agree. So much, yeah. much in such a short period of time because it's only a. In total, it's what a forty-minute match. So they're trying to fit three individual matches into a forty-minute match. And I think it's the fact that it's Armageddon as well. If it was a different pay-per-view, say it was one of the big four, I think it would have been a bit different. Yeah, different well, there was only the week before that they started saying it was a fucking two out of three falls match. So I mean, if that was WrestleMania, that'd get six months to build. Yeah. Yeah. They brawl to the entrance arena where Hunter teases smashing Sean's brains in with a barbed wire two by four. Instead. He sets it on fire on the entrance ramp with the entrance pyro and holds it up like a fucking summer Olympic torch. <laughs> I just expect him to run through the streets of London with the fucking barbed wire on fire like some sacrilegious wrestling Olympics. What of you biking to Triple H? <laughs> the cruel hand of irony injects itself into the match as Sean hits Hunter in the gut and steals the barbed wire torch. He hits Hunter with it, drawing a holy shit champ from the crowd. Now... Fortunately, the crowd are a bit further away from it happened and he hit him with this barbed wire. You were closer to hitting his wife. <laughs> Here he goes again. <laughs> it's only, it's only, it took an hour before a misogynistic mic appears. I meant to be the wife beater. You're meant to be the guy to make some iron and do the kitchen pots and shit. <laughs> back, to, back into the ring, uh, Hunter drops old Sean onto the chair. Drops him with a DDT. Sean makes a bit of a mini comeback before Hunter clips his leg and finishes him with a pedigree in 20 minutes and 32 to make it 1-0 to the game. Triple H's going to win. Triple H's going to win. This is why I was saying that a match like this are three stages of hell or it's just that so predictable. If Shawn Michaels won the first one, I would expect Shawn Michaels to win, but now in my mind I'm thinking Triple H's going to win. So we're going to the second fall, which is the cage match. Hunter smashes a trash can over Sean's head as the crew sets up the cage. Sean is busted open. He did a really good blade job here as well. He's absolutely gushing. Sean doesn't blade. What are you on about? Is he not blade? <laughs> Fuck off. Sean, blade. Sean sneezes and he goes, blade! <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ric Flair. They're addicted to blading. Sean is busted open, so Hunter rates his face along with the mesh. JR notes that Hunter is leaving Sean's epidermis all over the cage. Sean tosses Hunter into the cage and they go up. There is the exact words as well. <laughs> they went, 
Triple H is a is wiping Sean Lehman's epidermis all over the cage. <laughs> Ric Flair comes back to watch them fight at the top of the cage. I'm getting fucking sick of Ric Flair. Too much Ric Flair. Fuck off, Ric Flair. And the metal. Oh, and we've got it all to come as well. Jumping that time machine. Yeah. Evolution. Ric Flair's IC title run. See you in episode 100. Sean and Hunter fall back in. And Sean hits the picture perfect elbow. I love his elbow drops. There's no guy can do it. It's him and Macho Man. Shimmer Man. Shimmer Man, yeah. Shimmer Man's elbows a bit. Because Shimmer Man will come down and he'll go like, I'm point. And then drop his elbow. It's brilliant with Shimmer Man. That's if it makes it all the same. Shimmer actually hits. Oh, he missed. He missed. He was miles away yesterday. He was miles away from yesterday. Completely. Flair hops on the cage and grabs a chair. Hoping to buy Hunter enough time to escape, it backfires though as Sean fights him off, steals his chair, and nails Hunter with it. Flair, Flair bleeds. It, Flair's bleeding. Or... <laughs> Someone's been hit with a chair. <laughs> Someone in the crowd sneezes and Flair goes, Bleed! <laughs> fucking loves it. It's his hair though, when it goes red, his hair, it's like his hair's a fucking blood magnet. It's right. a poof! Why are you If you've ever seen The Lonely Island, is it The Lonely Island, they do this song that's called Jizz in My Pants. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes something like, I just take, I just ate a grape now, Jizz in My Pants. You could replace that and put it as Ric Flair slit his face. <laughs> just ate a grape now, slit my face. <laughs> Lonely Island guys are brilliant. Flair bleeds, Sean turns around into a pedigree attempt, but he backstrops out of it. A weak super kick takes out Flair, and Sean makes up for it with a much better one on Hunter. You think he'd just go for the door or for the pin, but instead he sets Hunter on a table and splashes him through it that gets him the pin at 31 minutes and 8 seconds. It's one all. I'm going for Hunter here. Triple H. Now. Is there any, right, having a little think, is there any two out of three falls? I think one happened not long ago where Dolph Ziggler against the Miz, he won 2-0 or something like that. But is there many that actually go 2-0? Yeah. That's <laughs> fucking fine. Well, <laughs> Why not just tell people? Say, well, there is going to be three matches, people, because as you know, it's in the script, it's going to be one apiece leading to the third decisive match. And how pissed off would you be if you were a fan? You went to go watch a three stages of hell match, and it just ends on the second match. Yeah, but You'd be looking forward to a ladder match all night and then they just don't get to it. <laughs> You'd be looking forward to a cage match. I like a good ladder match, me. Yeah, it depends who's in it. Yeah, you like Shawn Michaels? 95 Shawn Michaels, Shawn maybe? Shawn just had some good ladder matches. 98 the against Rock. Uh, The Rock was good. <laughs> That's about it. He's had a good ladder match. <laughs> so leading into the third fall, it's one apiece. So Sean sets Lad up in the corner, he rips Triple H into it, and then suplexes him onto the ladder. Sean sets up in the middle of the ring, climbs up, goes for a splash on Hunter, but Hunter avoids it. Yeah. Sets up a very sloppy pedigree, I mean Seth Rollins style. <laughs> I'm glad he's kind of, he's not done it yet has he when he's, we've had two moments now haven't we on Raw where he's gone for Triple H and we've not seen a pedigree which is, so it's looking good. We may have eliminated that pedigree out of Arsenal. We can't have pedigree versus pedigree. It's going to happen at Mania, though. What, pedigree versus pedigree? Is yeah. that going to be a gimmick? Unsanctioned pedigree fucking fest. I'm looking forward to an unsanctioned. It's going to be a fate. It's going to be a yeah. mean fate. Hunter goes up the ladder, but Sean yanks him down and gives him a super kick. And then Sean very, very slowly selling. 
climbing the ladder. But Hunter gets up, tips the ladder over, sending Sean crashing through the tables on the outside. Hunter sets the ladder up, pulls up, grabs the title. 38, 32. All and 32 seconds, your new World Heavyweight Champion, the game, the train, Triple H. Don't stop I'm pissed off. I am. What a short reign for Sean. His last reign as well. And for Vince. Fucking spoiler alert, he might win it back at Royal Rumble. <laughs> Big Show, Shawn Michaels, tag team. Two new champions coming off the back of Survivor Series. Three. Tag team champion coming off now because they were champions going into five series. Booker T and Goldust weren't. No, Jericho and Christian was. Yeah, so it's three new champions. No, yeah, three new champions, but that's two new champions off the back of Survivor Series who have now lost their titles at the following pay per view. Right. Both of them. But we still have three title changes. Three title changes in one night. That's what I missed. I missed that. Yeah, but it's you. In two thousand and two, you don't get. A fortnightly women's championship title change. They change hands on the pay-per-views. <coughs> the title, even if it's the, uh, apart from obviously the hardcore title, but if it's like the European title that we saw or the IC title, they'll get, they'll be the odd. Every maybe six months, there'll be a title change on a Raw or a SmackDown. But 99% of the title changes are on a pay-per-view. Because why do you want people to fucking buy your stuff to see the pay-per-view, to see the payoff in any feuds? Yeah. There's no point having a payoff in a feud on... That was one of actual era's biggest faults where they were they compensated by having so many fucking superstars where their payoffs were on Monday Night Raws and on SmackDowns. And when the pay-per-views were coming right now. What if um, Mankind never beat The Rock when Tony Schiavone said don't have put the What about Tony season? Schiavone never said it? I suppose, yeah. That's what? why I always say, what about if he never said it? What, what would happen if you never said it? Because, yeah, if you look a bit further down the line in 2000 with a finger poker doom, that made your last remaining uh, WCW marks move over to WWE because like, fuck that shit, I can't call this no more. NWO's back again. Do you know what I mean? Hulk Hogan's gone away, come back, fuck me, they're back together with Nash, they're all fucking, and then your bad girls and your Steiners getting pushed in main eventers. That pushed everybody away. But if that not happened, I was, yeah, WCW for me, during that time, was still on a good, they were just, then Eric Bischoff, in his head, thought it were clever, saying, look how shit they're doing, guess what they're doing, they're recording, they're recording, focus on your own stuff, because what they had at the time were brilliant, so if they would have carried on focusing on their stuff and carried on and with that and ignored WWE, because WWE didn't need to speak about WCW, they knew they were there, of course they did. They kept losing off the fucking roster to WCW, so they knew they were there, but they were no point referencing on TV, because fans aren't stupid. Yeah. Even though, even though there is many, many times over the years, and there is still happens now, where I'll watch WWE Raw or SmackDown and think, do you not realise that we saw this last week or we saw this ten minutes ago? But that's because they've got nothing else to compete against. They're like, well, fuck, you're gonna watch anyway, aren't you? You're gonna pay your ten pound a month at network. I've got you up to. I'll show you whatever I want, and you're gonna either love it or hate it. You're gonna speak about it, whether that be on Facebook, Twitter. You're gonna speak about it. You're gonna generate buzz for WWE. It works perfect. Which is what Bischoff tried to do for WCW back then, was generate buzz for his own brand by shitting on somebody else. And all it did was made everybody else leave him and think, well, what are their fucking shitty tactics? That was a good counter act. Uh, that was a very good counter act. So now I've got my answer. <laughs> I've got my answer. What if? 
Uh, that's, yeah. But yeah, overall, pay-per-view. So yeah, so let's go to best match of the night, worst match of the night, and if Armageddon 2002, finishing off the year on a high? No. no. <laughs> if it was to be a, a wrestler of the Rotor's Aggression era, who would it be? Michael. Best match of the night. Eddie Benoit. Shout. Worst match? Big Show Angle. Ooh. Ooh. So, Which hurts so the say. fucking women's triple threat had more impact on the life of the driest fan in sports entertainment than Kurt Angle versus Big Show for the WWE title. It's just like, it's women, isn't it? Women come first. I bet <laughs> moments of the night for Mike is triple threat women's because it had three of them. <laughs> Next is Tony and fucking Don Marie. No, nah, other way around, mate. Next, next is next is camera shot to that bird in third row. And if uh, Armageddon was to be a superstar of the ruthless aggression era, I'd probably say Maven. Very forgetful. Oh, good. Nice. Good show. Christian. Match of night was for me personally as a fan. I would say Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. Um, but I don't take my vanilla budget coming back. Vanilla what? My vanilla budget. <laughs> oh, don't take that back. And the worst match of the night for me was the Divas match. What can I say? Segment. It probably yeah. Use it if you want to go with a segment. Yeah. The Dormery Tory segment. Yeah. It wasn't needed. It was needed for a twelve-year-old boy who just hit puberty. But that's about it. I was a 12 year old when this came out. If it was a wrestler? Well, if it was a wrestler, I'd probably compare it to someone like. Big Vito. Shit. Big Vito. See you in episode 80 or something yeah, like that. Very, very forgetful wrestler. Um, again, it's, it's Armageddon. It's one of those shows where, because it's Christmas time, you want your fans to go home. On a high note, you didn't get that with this pay per view. Triple H won. Nobody wants to see Triple H win. And it just wasn't. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> it wasn't the pay per view I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I'd be great. And for me, match of the night, again, Eddie and Benoit. I don't care what the fans say. Absolute epic match. Um, I'm going to have to go with you. Segment that fucking lesbian shines. I don't want to see it. HLA were fun for a week. I don't want to see it again. And for a wrestler, I'd have to go with Stone Cold Steve Austin because nobody was ever sure if he was a face or if he was a heel. And that's what this pay-per-view were. I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's good. Good little line there because you said it, it could have been, oh, what are you doing, Stone Cold? But I understand now, yeah. I no one ever knew. No one ever knew if he was face or heel. So 2002 overall, we're starting with Vengeance, going into the Ruthless Aggression era. We're finishing Armageddon. The next pay-per-view we do will be 2003. That will be the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. What what do we expect from two thousand and three? More Kurt Angle. Yeah, I think yeah. Angle. I think we're gonna. I'd like to see a good run now. I think Kurt Angle, but correctly, could get the fans on his side, as it showed in Rebellion. I know that was a UK crowd, and UK crowds are a lot different. But as it showed, Kurt Angle has got a lot of support. I want to see more Kurt Angle. And once, well, I'd like to see as it stands at the minute. Oh, I'd like to think coming into the Rumble from someone that doesn't know what the, if I didn't know what's going to happen I want to see Angle versus Brock 
at Royal Rumble and maybe have Big Show win the Rumble and go into Mania uh, Triple Threat. Somewhat like that's what I'd see from someone who doesn't know what's happening. I don't know. Mocha Angle. Nate Moss is a triple threat. At Rumble, yeah, I'll have that. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, definitely Mocha Angle and, um, yeah, obviously more Triple H. So, Dave, we've had Vengeance, we've had No Mercy, we've had Armageddon, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. What's the message from 2002? Woo woo! Dave, Mike, what is the message from 2002? All aboard! (laughs) So, guys. That's us referencing Triple H, if you didn't already know. <laughs> Triple oh, H, is, his train is in full effect, he's burying oh, everybody. That's what I'm expecting to see the next year. A lot more Triple H burying a lot more talent. And that train's not going to stop. The reign wild. of terror has started. Yeah. The Triple H Express is full of fuel. So guys, that was Armageddon 2002. Up next, it'll be yet again time to run down Raw and Smackdowns as we lead up to our first ever Royal Rumble, which will be Royal Rumble 2003. Um, as always, like we said earlier, you can catch us guys, as always, you can catch us on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube and on SoundCloud. Um, Facebook.com forward slash R8 Era Podcast. Twitter at R8 Era Podcast. SoundCloud.com forward slash R8 Era Podcast. And R8 Era Podcast on the YouTube. But as I said, next time coming up will be Royal Smackdown. But that is Armageddon in the bag. And until next time, I've been Dave. I've been CJ. The King is in court. Oh, he's brilliant. To be fair, he's not said it for a while, has he? So, uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, guys, as always, peace out, people. Who in the hell are you? I'm John Cena. John Cena, huh? Will you tell me, what is the one quality that you possess? That makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business.